Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. We're glad that you joined us for today's report. And here's what we've got in the show. The last car that GM started working on before it went into bankruptcy was the Chevrolet Malibu. Since then, a slew of new competitors have left the Malibu looking dated. So Chevy went back to the drawing board for a quick fix. The refreshed Malibu features slight changes to the front fascia that dramatically update the look of the car. Most interesting is the way the hood now seems to shingle over the top of the fascia even though the hood is actually the same as before. Neat styling tricks like that can save millions in tooling costs. The styling is reminiscent of the new Impala, pictured here in the background, but clearly not a copy. GM engineers also added stop-start and variable valve lift technology to the base 2.5-liter engine, which boosts fuel economy by one mile per gallon. None of these changes required recertification, and I think this is a very clever example of how to refresh the look of a car without spending a small fortune. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration in the U.S. is trying to get its arms around autonomous car technology. It's proposing that autonomous cars only be used for testing purposes and that they not be allowed on public roads. Of course, the horse is already out of the barn. Several states have enacted regulations allowing for autonomous cars, and more states are set to do so. NHTSA is famous for being slow to react to new technology. I remember back in the 1970s, the agency agonized for years whether it was safe to switch from round headlights to square ones. And I hope they do a better job this time around with all this autonomous technology. The auto industry continues to be one of the bright spots in the global economy. Ward's Auto reports that worldwide car sales were up 5.4% in April, hitting over 7 million units compared to 6.7 million last year. All regions posted gains in April, including Europe, which had seen sales drop for 16 consecutive months. Through April, car makers have sold over 28 million vehicles worldwide, which is up about 4% compared to last year. And automakers seem to be in a bit of a pickle these days when it comes to determining which fuel should power future cars. Gasoline, diesel, LPG, CNG, electricity, or hydrogen, and that's just to name a few. Well, according to a report out of the UK, the folks at Audi are giving a look at fuel cells. It says the automaker is building a fuel cell-powered A7 that's expected to be ready for testing by August. Of course, if fuel cells are ever going to catch on, we still need to have a hydrogen refueling infrastructure built, which is going to be in competition with the electric recharging infrastructure being built, which is going to be in competition with the compressed natural gas infrastructure that's being built, which is in competition with all the other parts of the transportation infrastructure that have to be rebuilt. And in other Audi news, the automaker is going to be a little more family-focused. It supposedly has an MPV on the way based on a stretched version of the A3 Sportback. 
And if this vehicle interests you, make sure you pay attention because a concept is said to be ready for a debut next year. Earlier in the show, I mentioned that NHTSA can be pretty slow to react to all the new safety technology coming into cars. Well, coming up next, we're going to show you another area where the agency lags behind. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. Every car sold in the U.S. by law has to be crash tested and then it gets a star rating so the public can determine which are the safest cars out there. But Jeff Owens, the chief technology officer at the giant supplier company Delphi, believes the safety rating system has to go farther than that to accommodate all the active safety technology now available in cars. He was our guest on AutoLine After Hours last week and he talked about his recent chance to testify before the Senate on how the rating system should be expanded. From our view, the benefits of passive safety have more or less plateaued in the United States and Europe. And 33,000 fatalities last year on the rate per driven mile, it's pr been pretty flat for several years here. We've protected the occupants about as much as you can. So our, our premise is, and I think the industry's at this point, is you, the only good accident is the one you prevent, right? That'll be the next big step to bringing it down. Simply said, most accidents are caused by driver error or driver inattention, about 90%, according to the NHTSA statistics. So active safety is a way to make sure, whether it's because you're distracted or sleepy or whatever the problem is, active safety can never, you, you can set it, you'll never be distracted, even if the driver is. So cell phones didn't invent driver distraction, right? I mean, we had a lot of opportunities for driver distraction before. That just adds to the problem. If you can make sure that the car is always in the game, even if the driver is slightly out of the game, 60% of accidents can be mitigated with just a half second advance notice. So, okay, that, that's great. The technology's been on the road for several years. Many car makers are now putting it in where it will go to active braking instead of just adaptive cruise control. But consumers don't know what this does, right? I mean, they're not aware of how this, how this works. We know safety sells. You make it part of the NCAP rating. They become aware of of the opportunity and they'll start to select it once they understand the cost benefit of that just so, just so, like they did with airbags so what would some of the things be that a, a customer could see that his or her car conceivably could have i mean what would the functions be what, what we would suggest for NCAP, and there's there's different variants of this would be collision imminent braking and lane departure warning well, those, either one of those or both of those together have a significant impact on accident statistics, a significant impact on fatalities. Um, it, and it would be true in here in the United States and Europe. Europe is already making it part of the NCAP. Oh, really? How yes. Do, do they add another star or what do they do? Well, they just they say starting in 2014 to get five stars, you have to have some kind of active safety technology. And they've got a list that would, would fit the standard. Um, I think the United States should do it. It's a way without policy, without regulating, uh, you, you let the markets work. But you make the consumers aware of it, and they can, they can make their own choice. And the past would show that the consumers will make very smart choices. And as they did with airbags, side airbags, curtain airbags were drawn in by the five-star, the NCAP, well before they were legislated. Mm -hmm. I think we have an opportunity to do that here as well. 
Of course, you can watch that entire show right now on our website, which is chock full of all kinds of interesting information on the new technology coming into cars. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.